you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Commander Shepard, when I heard Earth was under attack, I tried to call. I never got through. Bane, good to see you staying in shape. My disease kills slowly. With enough care and a healthy lifestyle, it can be delayed for a few years. Of course, my allotted time has come and gone. Now I exercise because it pleases me. What are you doing here? Visiting a friend, Caden. He got hurt protecting me. The human biotic in intensive care. (coughs) I saw the marks of an implant. Yeah. We have spoken. He seems an honorable sort. Your enemies may try to finish him off here. I will look out for him. I appreciate it, Thane. I am near the end of my life. It is a good time to be generous. Hello, and welcome to Squad Goals, a Mass Effect Legendary Edition podcast, where we're discussing our experiences playing through the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. My name is Nick Zelenkevich, and I'm joined by Chip Locke. Howdy, Space Cowboys. And Corey Kurabara-Treadway. Greetings from space. And this is episode number 50, and we are heading back to the Citadel. Uh, last time, we did a bunch of missions on Tuchanka. We saved Lieutenant Vic- or, uh, Primarch Victus's kid. And uh, then we... Quotations. Oh, save. first we saved him. Then we liberated a cannon. And then we let his kid blow up. I mean, we, can- we redeemed him. Maybe we saved his reputation. You saved know. his honor. Yeah. We, uh, Improved his esteem in his father's eyes, and I guess that's what's important. Maybe not as important as, like, being alive, but sure, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't specify alive when you said rescue them. (laughs) I guess that's that's something that Victus has to wrestle with. uh, The Primarch, obviously, because the the younger one isn't wrestling with anything at this point. Um, But, uh, you know, like, like, would you rather have your son alive and, like, shamed as a military, uh, you know, soldier, or uh, your son dead, but, you know, you can be proud of how he went out. It's a... an interesting question, I guess. I don't know. I'm going with alive on this one, but that's just me personally. I would think so too. But I, I get maybe like Victus, maybe he was kind of just like kind of sour grapesing the whole situation. Like at, le- at least there's an, you know, like not that there's much of an upside, but at least that's what the upside would be in this case. Like, you know, if he's going to die, at least he went out honorably. Um, yeah. They're Turian, so it would make a little bit of sense. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not great, but and, and that's what we pointed out too. Like Shepard even kind of is like, you know, like it's not, you know, Shepard's not thrilled with the outcome. Yeah. But. But Shepard's been getting increasingly more rattled as we go along here, it seems. Yeah, and I guess it's like more having these games, too. It's like there's less chance of you actually like being able to save everybody. It's like, no, people are going to die this time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah we're in for plenty of that in the future. But uh, before we get to that, let's actually check on somebody who didn't die. Uh, so let's go back to the Citadel. And I guess the first thing we can do is go to the medical, uh, the Huerta Memorial. And let's check in on the Vermeer survivor. We get there. And Udina's there visiting with them, and they're awake now, because last time we were there, they weren't awake. Mm-hmm. Now, this is, this is where, we had talked about this last time, but this is where you actually get to, because now that they're awake, you actually get to play out the gift scenario. So if it's Ashley, you get to, uh, you know, pick out your, your choice of gift. Hopefully it's the Tennyson book, but other, otherwise, you know, it's, it's not. And then you get to try to give that to her and see how that goes over. <laughs> um, or if it's Caden, you just get to bring him a bottle of wine, because I guess he's a wino. I didn't know that. Yeah. Also, it's kind of funny. Is, I, I do not remember Udina in this at all. Like, I guess I completely blotted out his existence. As well, you should. Yeah. 
<laughs> turns out he sucks. Um, yeah, yeah, no, he's there to like make them a specter or whatever, which is, uh, uh, man, it feels kind of lame. Like it really does. Like, I mean, An- Anderson, you know, he did a lot of work to earn it, and Shepard definitely did a lot of work to earn it, and. Now, Caden or Ashley, it feels like, what did they do? They just kind of hung out with Shepard. And I guess, that, you know, I guess it makes sense, though, because if you think about it, like Shepard hung out with Anderson. Yeah. So if like, you know, like, like, you know, like if, if Shepard has that relationship with Anderson, where Anderson's like your mentor as far as letting you become a specter, even though Anderson like didn't quite become a specter, but he was he was on the verge of it. Um, then, yeah, it's like just by like by proxy, Caden or Ashley, they get to be specter because they hung around with Shepard. Well, oh, uh, you know, he was going. Through I it. feel like there was more to than that. I also feel like we had to go before the council, had a bunch of voting and everything else. How to prove our character, and they're like, "You got beat up by a robot, Spectre." <laughs> yeah, like, at least, at least let the bruises heal before you, you know, <laughs> grant them the reward. Yeah, it just feels so unearned. Like neither Caden nor Ashley. I mean, they're fine, I guess, but if I had to pick one word to summarize both of them, it would be unremarkable. <laughs> it's well, you know, I, I think on the one hand, obviously, it's going to be easier. I think there's an assumption that whatever like politicking needed to be handled in the background, Udina took care of that. And maybe this is sort of the side effect of having Udina on the council now is that, yeah, you do have an automatic vote for any human specter. And yeah. so also, the, the bar is already lowered in that regard. Yeah, I also um, just realized that I think that uh, the other two, the other three council members are also kind of uh, indisposed as it were at the moment. I think it's pretty much just Udina really doing all the, the control. So basically make, like everybody a specter now. Well, yeah. I mean, even so, we don't know what kind of politicking he's done on the background as far as getting their, you know, assurances and what, you know. We I mean, also don't know what, 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 what Caden was doing before he joined back up with us. Well, like, nothing that cool. Like, you bump into him on uh, uh, Horizon, and he's just kind of there, like, being, frankly, a little bit ineffectual, if, I'm, if I may. Him or Ashley. Like, oh. Because he learned from ineffectual Shepherd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, clearly. The best teacher, Specker. <laughs> but yeah, it just I think like narratively it makes sense or you can make it make sense. Uh it just feels like <laughs> like it's just kind of like, oh, it to me it felt like oh being a specter isn't that cool anymore. Like you, you know who's cool on your squad if they want to make him a specter is Garrus. Garrus would be a kick-ass specter. Garrus would be a good specter. Morgan would be a yes, good specter. But, but also Garrus I mean doesn't have the same cash cachet as like a you know another human specter right like a, a, no spe- like, it makes sense i'm i'm like just speaking from an emotional level of like i don't like it like i mean i no i agree i mean i think you're absolutely right like garrett well the thing i think at the end of this garrett should be made a specter only because like especially like he wasn't ready for it in mass effect one sure and like he's very much a product of shepherd's mentoring like if you gave garris all the perks of like you're just a specter and you just walk in and requisition anything and do what you want he would have abused that earlier mm-hmm. i think by, by by this point now especially the way he's checking in on shepherd and kind of like being Shepard's sounding board he's much more in a position where yeah you're absolutely right he should be a specter um you know i i, I would i would think uh i'm trying to think like who else on the crew that could work for well, well, well yeah well yeah yeah we'll, and we'll, the, we'll get to james in time yes yeah yeah and that that also i think bothers me about this is you like sort of juxtapose james's storyline with uh, you got beat up by uh, uh, you know, the hot space lady robot, and now um, you're a specter. I guess. Congrats! Like, that's just a good time on a Friday night. But you know, <laughs> well, I, the, the the thing is though that like, I mean, for Caden or Ashley, you know, as much as we're saying like like that's the deciding incident that they got beat up, that they survived getting beat up by a space robot. <laughs> so that's something. But also, uh, yeah, I guess. also like, I mean, their their res- their resume does include everything that happened in Mass Effect One plus helping out on horizon as much as they helped out on horizon in mass effect too. So it's not, it's, well, sort it's, of not, it's, like, it's not nothing. It just, yeah, I don't know. 
It's just like, I'm a specter. Now you're a specter. Come on. Come on. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, yeah. It used to be a much more exclusive club. It's like, exactly. You know, exactly. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the, the argument why, like, you know, they only let like six people into the hall of fame a year. Like if you start letting too many more in and then it's the hall of like almost famous. Right. The hall of, we heard about you once. So you're in. The hall of, you were better than average. The hall of, you couldn't ride shepherd's coattails. Come on. Yeah. But you are. Riding them pretty hard at this point, frankly. Yeah, right, right. Uh, but well, yeah, I don't actually, know. actually, you know who else might make an interesting specter? Thane. Well, yeah. If if, uh, if Thane just wasn't having some other issues, <laughs> well, <laughs> what are those? I like the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because you, you go to the hospital to check on Caden or Ashley, and Thane is there too. By the way, and he's just kind of hanging out. Surprise, surprise! The guy with the, the terminal illness is in the hospital. Go figure. But he doesn't have a, he doesn't have a nice hospital bed or anything else. He's just sitting in the chair, gazing out at the nice little scenery outside. I mean, I think he's there for uh, palliative care, right? Like uh, end of yeah. life care, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he he can hang out in a chair if he wants. Uh, this is a bummer. I don't even like. Yes. I don't even like saying that much. I mean, I don't dislike him. He's just he's not my top characters. But like, man, you meet up with him and it's just like. But he's not like, oh, this sad, like sad about it or anything else. He's more of accepting. He has all yeah. his stuff taken care of. He has his shit in order. He's like, I've got this too. I'm just letting it happen. Yeah. I mean, but that's like even more of a bummer in some ways. I feel like like he's done. He's, you know, not, not given up per se, but like, I don't know. It's just sad. Yeah, like you, you, I try to like try to get like, hey, you enjoy him and go on another run. He's like, no, I, I have. I cannot do it. I am literally have not the strength. I will yeah. die. I mean, he's known this is coming and even then, I mean, that's kind of, you know, one of like the, the sort of the, I don't even know if it's on set. It's kind of, it's very strongly, it's not even like subtext, it's text. Like, you know, like the reason he goes on the suicide mission to Mass Effect 2 is because he's like, this is it for me. Like, I, like even if I survive, I'm not really surviving. This is right. my last hurrah. And I was surprised this three game came out. They're actually following through on it. Like he can't play now, guys. He, he is dying. Yeah. And I, it's, it's, I mean, it's nice that, you know, like you get to check in with him and it's not like, you know, there's like, oh, by the way, like here's the Thane, you know, tombstone or whatever that you can go see, like, you know, and yeah, I mean, you know, you know, so, you know, you know, or it can, you know, like, you know, so at least he's there, like you can still, you know, kind of follow up with him and be like, okay, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very grim, but at least, you know, his, his kid is visiting him, um, you know, assuming that all worked out properly in your playthrough, um, you know, it's, everything seems to be going as about as well for him as it could given the circumstance. I think and, that's fair, yeah. I mean, and you know, so it, and at least he seems like he's at peace as much as you you know you can be. I mean, that's really all you can ask for in that kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. It's it was really thoughtful of him to go to the same hospital. That's like I guess maybe it's the only hospital in the Citadel. I don't know, <laughs> but it was nice of him to show up there. Well, yeah. Ever since uh, Doctor Michelle like closed her clinic or merged it into that, like, right? <laughs> but yeah, speaking of which, this is where I picked up Doctor Chakwas. So, as I said, I think you could have done it earlier, but this is where I, I had the conversation with Chuck, or uh, Dr. Michelle and Dr. Chakwas, and you could choose between the two of them. I'm not sure you can do it earlier. This might be the earliest you can do it. I'm not entirely sure. Does, did it, We all picked Chakwas, right? Like, that's the obvious uh, yeah. choice. Like, nobody's going to go, which, uh, nothing against Dr. Michelle. She seems like a perfectly nice. But she's not Chakwas. Come on. She's not Chakwas. Right. She's got that, like, Helen Mirren energy that just, you have to have, have Chakwas on board. Yeah. Yes, I will take I will take Chakwas on a date, not much Michelle, just a saying. <laughs> I think Michelle is there because Dr. Chakwas could conceptually just not even be alive. So in which case nope, you don't nope, get a choice. Actually, actually cannot, can, that cannot happen because Chakwas survives most things. 
Huh. Even the suicide mission, Chakwas could not die because Chakwas is that badass. Wow. Why can't they take some of Chakwas' DNA and give that to Thane, and then that would just heal him? There you go. But, yeah, but no, there is a, a little note here, though, that as you're like going around the hospital, um, that you find out about who, uh, I guess, President Huerta, who the hospital is named for, uh, he died, but he was revived with a VI in his head. And so there's like a visitor in the oh, secretary yeah. arguing like, is he dead? Is he alive? And the, uh, I guess, what is it? The, the receptionist says something like if, if the lady pays $90 million in medical equipment, she can rename the hospital. So like clearly like Puerto is paying a ton of money to have like a VI in their head. Like that's, that's weird. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's one of the things where you can go in and you can, you can support the lady there and say, Hey, stop being a dick. You get you can get some yes. background points. Nothing really changes. Still stays more in the where to Memorial Hospital, but until reception is just stop being rude about it. Well, that's the thing. It's it's good that they said ninety million dollars because like I know like Shepard can have an obscene amount of money, but like I think ninety million is a bit much. Like it's not like there's a few times where Shepard can just kind of roll in and be like, yeah, I'm just gonna buy my way out of the well, situation. How much is ninety million dollars in galactic credits? Well, how, what what is credit if uh, the universe could be obliterated before you have to pay the debt? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I just, just just take out a loan. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, take out like a you know a nice six year loan, knowing like the Reapers will blow everything up in five, and you're just all right. There you go. Yeah, I wonder <laughs> what the rates on that loan are going to be. <laughs> I feel like high, but when you don't have to pay it, it doesn't matter. Uh, well, yeah, sure, I guess so. So yeah, there's a few other little things in here. Uh, I guess there's a nurse. They they need alien metagel. Uh, so this is like this is how they handle. This ties into the the little scanning mini game a yep. little bit, and also also. Um, but this, they handle, have a lot of side quests here. Like as you go around the Citadel, you just overhear people saying like, I need this. Or you run into somebody and they're like, oh, it'd be cool if I had this. And sometimes you can find something on the Citadel and you can return it. Or sometimes it's like you're in a mission and you find this weird thing. And they're like, you know, somebody who wants, you know, whatever you just found would really like this. Yep. Here's where, you know, like there's somebody on the Citadel. Yeah. This is where I got to use a lot of the Wikipedia or walkthroughs where stuff is because the journals for keeping track of this stuff is really, really bad in this game. Oh, yes. Yeah. The journal. Oh, yes. They really like just really crapped all over the journal in this game i feel like like they redesigned the the pause interface and i think it looks worse for it and i don't don't, oh i don't think the journal's ever been like that strong an asset in mass effect as it is i agree but but it's like like, worse somehow i feel like in this one like as far as trying to figure out even like where you are on a mission yeah like it it doesn't update like you're like okay like i've done like three or four steps here and it still says like go talk to the person in step one and you're just like i i did like so like if you like this is what i ran into like you know and i hadn't played for a while and i tried to come back and i'm like i don't know half of what I'm supposed to be because I don't remember where I was in some of this stuff and like yeah over there and the the nice thing about these so I I don't know how I feel about this sort of like environmental quest reception where you just like walk by a guy now hey presto you're on a quest I don't it's probably good and bad uh the one nice thing about these is if you ever miss an item somehow uh if it's like unobtainable you can just uh because some of the items come from like the multiplayer map missions you can just go to the Spectre requisitions uh terminal and buy them which is good at least the specters are doing their job right but yeah it's I, i've ran into that too nick like i i remember at one point i took a break and i was in the middle of some quest and i had already gone and like talked to the guy or like the guy wasn't where you know he needed to be because we had talked and he had left and i was just like what am i doing how do i like progress yeah like i think they were trying to streamline things but they went a bit overboard which were all yeah. effective, effective about the side quests and everything else was like the side quests like i feel like the side quests and two were a little bit more entertaining and now in this one they're kind of yes. like just just filler literally just here, go get some XP, get some money. Doesn't really do much for you. It's not mechanically super satisfying, I would say. No, but 
The other problem with it, though, is that some of these items you get by doing the scanning minigame that yes. we talked about last time. Oh, yes. And and so there's actually a mission. Um, well, might as well talk about it now here. Uh, for Barlavon, for example. Okay, this this one is weird because... Also, do you remind whoever talk- who Barlavon is again? He's the Volus merchant. You deal with him in the first Mass Effect, and then like he's still being a merchant. And he's the, he's the guy I think he tells you about the Shadow Broker. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, he I, is. I, I, work, I work for the Shadow Broker, and then he does the little breathing thing. Um, but in this case here, like you talk to Liara, and Liara's like, hey, you should go talk to Barlavon, because you know, he, he's got a mission for you. And then you go talk to Barlavon, and Barlavon is like, hey, like the Shadow Broker lost some men out in, I think it's like the Krogan DMZ, I think it is, or, or whatever. Yeah. He's like, why don't you go? Can you like go recover them for the, the shadow broker? He'll be super happy. Yeah. And then I like I just want to look at Liara. Like that was the crappiest game of telephone ever. What like was why the point of this? Yeah. You like why did I need to get Barlavon involved? Like I mean I get why they did it because it's like oh we want to give Barlavon something to do. But like it, like again like this is just one more little like thing to throw in the file. Like Liara is like the worst shadow broker ever. Yeah, Liara can literally just turn to you like hey there's some there's some people in the DMZ go get them. Thank you. She she could have turned to you like. When you're in the Normandy, like you're, you know, you're about to go to a Mass Effect relationship. Like, hey, by the way, can we swing over here and pick up this Wetworks crew? Yeah. Like, no, you know. And yeah, so you talk to Barlavon. He does his little, you know, breathing thing. He's like, oh, I'm in with the Shadow Broker, and you'll really help us. And then, you know, you go out to the. I think, as I said, I think it's in the Krogan DMZ. Um, Is it more egregious when you think about the fact that, like, just like just email you or email someone to email you, you have to go physically talk to them? Yeah, man, that that is a perfect summary. I think of the problem I have with a lot of these is like this could have been an email. <laughs> <laughs> well to be fair Shepard does get a lot of emails as it is anyway not anymore no. not anymore like anymore. They're, they're not nearly as plentiful as they were in the previous games that's as, yeah that is also true I feel like there were a lot a lot of emails in the previous game but they used it a lot for like putting a cap on quests or whatever like if you did something for yeah. somebody a lot of times you would never talk to them again they would just email you and be like hey man just wanted to shoot you another thanks Aruni for doing XYZ and it's like oh great well, well some of the stuff too they move it over from being an email to like shadow broker intel oh yeah that is true. And so, so, so you have like another little interface where you can get some of the just, you know, this text information that again, it like it adds on or just gives you a little bit uh, more information. I don't, maybe you get like a, another like little pickup question there. Like, oh, hey, like I think it says like there's some item you can get somewhere that'll help the, the ship or help. I think it does give you some quests. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they, uh, on the one hand, like, yeah, it's, it, I guess it's a nice attempt at like a more environmental storytelling. Like you said, I don't know how effective it is. It does make Shepard feel a bit of a creep. That it's like you just happen to overhear somebody, uh, you know, and of course it only works like, you know, like because of the context of the game, like, you know, this NPC is going to still be there when you go off and come back in an indeterminate amount of time that you can right. be like, oh, hey, you know, because I mean, if you think about it, just the, you know, like I could be talking to my friend at like, you know, like a, a McDonald's or something to be like, hey, you know, it would really be cool if I had like, uh, you know, like a better hat. And then like two weeks later, I happen to be at the same McDonald's and some dude shows are like, hey, I right. got this hat for you. And I'm just like, <laughs> it's really funny too, because these people that give you the quest, they, a lot of times it is like, there'll just be like two randos having a conversation. Some guy will be like, yeah, we really need like medical interfaces to keep our eggs warm or some, I mean, I think that's literally a thing. Yeah, uh, something like that. Right. And, and you know that they'll be there for a while, but then uh, at some point they won't be there anymore because stuff periodically, like time like skips on the Citadel, like people shuffle around it's it's kind of the worst approach i feel like because it's like here's this quest you probably don't have the item maybe you do when you overhear and that is fun like if you overhear it and you're like yo i got your thing already that's a cool fun interaction but it doesn't work like that most of the time right well but at least that makes sense like again to use the mcdonald's example like if i'm like talking to my friend like hey i could really use a new hat this guy's like hey i found this hat the other day and i'm just happy to be sitting in the booth next to you take my hat i don't need it like okay weird way to get a hat but you know cool but yeah like at least that's a little more organic but yeah right like like you said too about things shuffling on the citadel when I went to do the Barlavon mission, when I went back to turn it into uh-huh. him, he was gone. Yeah. 
And so I was, cause I was really confused. Like I, I found the Wetworks team. I like, you know, I did the scanning thing. I found them and I'm like, okay. And it gave me credit for the mission. I'm like, that's like, I thought I had to go back to Barlevon for that. And then I went back and like, he was gone. Like, and that's the thing too. If, when you do turn it into him, cause I like, you know, I scum saved to actually see what would happen. Mm-hmm. When you do turn it into him, he's like, okay, that's awesome. Thank you for helping the shadow broker. Everything's cool. I'm getting the heck out of here. And that, you know, so that kind of explains why he's not there. But if you don't do the turn in, you just go back to the Citadel at one point and he's gone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which I mean, you know, makes sense. It's like he, you know, he's not really. He's got shit to do. Yeah, he's, you know, he's, and, and that was at the Ismar Frontier. That's what the, the home of the Volus, I think, um, or was the home of the Volus. And now well, exactly, that's what I was gonna say. Is one of the things you do here is like that. That's been under heavy Reaper attack, and yeah. basically, like the Volus homeworld is lost. Yeah, so. I, like it's good. It, it's not bad. It feels clunky. I guess is what I would say. Like this whole the whole mechanic, it it doesn't land quite right for me. I will give them credit though for like experimenting with it because mm-hmm. the one thing. The one thing that they do do, and I think they do it very well, and we talked a little bit about this with respect to like being on the Normandy is how they shuffle around. Like everybody kind of gets their moment to be elsewhere on the Normandy, but the crew also moves around on the Citadel. Yeah, it's like, a little more. It's just it actually a lot of people don't sit in the same place because yeah, we don't ever sit in the same place. Right. Even if we go to our regular jobs, we're not in the same place all the time. Right. So, except for me, every two weeks I sit at the same booth at McDonald's. I feel like James almost, he does move a tiny bit, but man, he spends a long time playing cards uh, down in yeah. the talking bay. To be fair though, like once you found something like that, you're like, yeah, I'm, go, you know, I'm going back and playing with the boys. Fair like, enough, you know? yeah. And assuming there's, they're a bunch of refugees or whatever, like they're probably not going anywhere either. That's a good point. So that kind of makes sense. Cause yeah, when you, you know, like the first time you're there, he's hanging out, looking out the window up in the, by the embassies. And then, yeah, then he goes down into the docks and yeah, he's just playing poker. And that, again, Great opportunity, even there. You don't oh, jeez, yeah. Poker, space Pazak or whatever. I mean, you know, give me something to, you know. You I know, want to win. I want to win James money. Right? Right. So, yeah, but uh, no, but the, the other character who really has like a big moment here is Liara, because this is when you finally get the opportunity to, to, for something to pay off from Mass Effect 2 that was kind of hinted at, which is uh, Athena, who was the, uh, the Cro, or not Cro, the Asari matriarch who was slumming it as a bartender in uh was it eternity that sounds right yeah on ilium yeah on ilium and she mentions that she married a krogan which is or not a not, or not a krogan no she not she a had a, she mentioned she uh had a purebred daughter that's right that's right yes why does he think it was a krogan anyway no but you're right she mentioned she had a purebred daughter and Liara, as we know, is a purebred. And then finally, at the end of the game, you do see Athena looking at a picture of an Asari. And admittedly, it's kind of hard to tell because it's not like the highest resolution image. And But presumably, it's Athena looking at a picture of Liara. And you're like, okay, like they're, they're put the pieces here. They haven't explicitly said it, but they've laid it out that it's, you know, they, they spelled it out for you mm-hmm. pretty much. And here's your final confirmation is that Athena is now working on the Citadel, still as like a, I don't know if she's like a bartender. She's like a service vendor of some kind. Um and yeah, like you can go talk to Shepard or, or you, can talk, you are Shepard. You can talk to Liara and you can talk to Athena and like they confirm like, yeah, that, that's, that's my, that's my father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I like, Athena, like, I'm trying to tell like, 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 don't tell her this is supposed to be a secret mission because the, sorry, homeward's worried that she's going to do shit because she was working for servers and this stuff. And they're like, whatever they need to take her out. I think Athena was the son of, a, or the daughter of a Krogan, right? I think that's what, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's why, that's why I'm thinking that. And that's what it was, is Liara does mention that her mother was the daughter of a Krogan. Mm-hmm. Her father was the daughter of a Krogan. Um, because we know her other parent was Matriarch Benetia, who yeah. we took care of in the first game. So this was sort of the open end of that. Uh, but yeah, they, like they drop enough hints in the second game that you can piece together like that, that that's the case. And then, yeah, and then it, it isn't a nice little moment there because like she does get defensive about Liara. Where she's like, look, the, the matriarchs are keeping an eye on her because she's, you know, she's hanging out with Shepard as a specter. And also she's, uh, you know, the daughter of Benetia. We don't want her going crazy like her mother did. Um, 
and you know and she gets a little bit protective because even Shepard can be like hey man, like you know like Liara's my friend like you know don't be you know being too spying on her she's like she's my daughter don't you be spying on her like they they get a little bit huffy at each other but I think it works out though because then you kind of encourage the two of them to have a bonding moment yeah it's a good bonding moment too like hi dad <laughs> but yeah that's that's a nice little moment there that you get um else we talked about James being down in the docks uh down in the docks you also get to meet the shepherd vi which we talked about with mouse in mass effect 2 and yeah there's a nice hologram of shepherd down there and it runs through like maybe 20 different phrases that shepherd some of which shepherd says and some of which are just complete hogwash but that's always amusing to to listen to and interact with that i love how broken it sounds and or it's like just you can go through it so many times trying to get to every hear every foundation of the, what it says it's like are you down officer <laughs> yeah there, there, there's a lot of fun there's a lot of fun to be had with the vi because yeah i just stood there like clicking through going through everything and then once it repeats itself you're like all right um that's fine uh we also have uh cortez who comes off the ship and he goes to the docking bay and he's uh he's talking about a struggling turian uh ship that uh seems to be like him because he's he's over by the memorial wall that's right he's over by the memorial wall and so he's kind of dealing with his uh you know his husband being dead and so it's like Shepard can kind of go and encourage him like, oh, you should leave something on the memorial wall or, you know, kind of like get over your grief, grief. And yeah, like, you know, so Shepard, you know, Cortez says he's thinking about putting up a memento. So you can kind of let him deal with that. Miranda is also here. Now, this, I guess, is like the first of like uh, almost like a like maybe a little bit of a game of cat and mouse a little bit with her. Like you kind of like meet up with her and, you know, she's like, I haven't heard from my sister and she's concerned about her father, but she doesn't really like want Shepard to get involved at this point. She's like, yeah, things aren't going well, but. I'm okay. And then she like leaves. And so this is really like the first of a few instances that are kind of setting something up coming later in the game, at least from what I can tell. Yeah. I kind of thought, I kind of thought it would be good. It'd go a little farther. The like, would have like another mission or something. It's like, Oh, hi, right. Good to see you. Good drinks. Uh, see you later. Bye. Well, well, this confused me on my first playthrough. Um, because I, I like, she was my romantic interest in mass effect two. Mm -hmm. And then we come up to three and then I'm like, Oh no, I'm totally back into Ashley. And then she's there and I'm just like, yeah, I don't care about you. I want to hook up with Ashley. And then like, she's like, yeah, okay, well I'm not gonna ask you to help me on my mission anyway. And then she like leaves or whatever. And I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, like did she, did she blow me off? Because like, I kind of like blew her off. Like I wasn't sure about that, but I think, I think I just misread the situation. Yeah. yeah I, I, she comes and goes like, there's this thread through the whole game uh, of her sort of trying to find like, you know, find her sister again and stuff. She loves her sister and not so, much else. Yeah, you will. This is not the last of, of Miranda that you will see. And actually, actually, we, we misspoke earlier. We said James was down in the docks. He's not down in the docks yet. He has not found the poker game yet. He's in purgatory. Uh, oh, oh, that's yeah. right. Forgot he's in purgatory. Yes, because right. there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on around purgatory at this point. Um, but yeah, like there's a bunch of soldiers there. Like that's the thing is like all the like the the crew from the Normandy, like they actually get like some shore leave as well. Like not just the crew that we know, like all the named characters, but like the unnamed NPCs that are just like background they all got kind of go hang out in normandy there's one girl or was it when you go in there's like one girl you can talk to and she's like trying to hang out with a bunch of these guys like oh no i, I can keep up with them i can keep up with them and they're kind of blowing her off mm -hmm. um but then uh yeah like you, you you find there's a bunch of soldiers there and like shepherd can kind of like toast with them and then you're, or, i don't think shepherd toasts with them like they're all kind of like a little bit off uh, they, they don't they kind of like don't really talk to shepherd and then shepherd talks to james and james is like i'm around to drinks and they'll chill out and so then, yeah, like Shepard buys him a round of drinks and then they like toast Shepard and everything. It's like, we love you, Shepard. Yep. We love the alcohol too. Yeah. Thank you, free so, drinks, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then also, as far as the, uh, the questing mini games go, like, uh, you, you can talk to some Turians who, uh, you need to go find a banner of the first regiment. 
which again, it's one of those little items you can scan for in the Apian crest. You might just and have bring it back to them and they're, they're happy. Or you might have, yeah, exactly. You might just have it at this point. I think this is one of the few that I did, like I just had, which was nice actually. Cause it was like, oh, I have that for some reason, <laughs> you know, just holding on to it. Just, just keep in that back pocket. But yeah, but th- again, the mechanic here too, is that like you, you get the item, you give it to them and then like, they're like, oh, this will help with Turian morale. And then you get like 30 warp re- resources or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think the war assets, like, I, I like the idea of it, but I think it makes quests feel, like, transactional in a way that they didn't in previous games. Yeah, I think a lot of it is, like, the game was designed originally just to use the multiplayer and other stuff to get war assets, and when they took it out, it kind of makes it feel even more hollow. Yeah. Yeah, because you had the, yeah, like, you could get war assets from, I don't know, it just, but, like, even just in the context of the single player, and it was always like this, it's like, oh, you got, you know five war points for you know making some turians happy or whatever and it's like i mean good i guess i don't it, it just like it really sheds a light on the game's core structure in a way that i think is unflattering it's not it's not as personal it's what it feels a lot of times it's kind of just right. like a number right yeah. exactly just kind of going through the motions like I, I just i wish they would have had this system and and literally hidden the number and just given you a bar or some way to sort of gauge your readiness that wasn't broken down into exact like discrete amounts i don't know well it's i don't know i mean it's like reputation in world of warcraft yep like where like you do a quest and you get like x number of points of reputation and the way i've tried to like analog that is that like if you think about it it's like having followers on twitter like as you get more renowned with a you know a, a, a community like oh more of them will follow you on twitter or more of them will follow you on facebook or whatever and so like you can you actually do have a number a metric by which you can you know like kind of estimate well how well known i am amongst these people like oh i have you know 80 you know 80 100 followers or whatever yeah like, they must really like me and so it's kind of the same thing maybe like you i mean ultimately like war resources are a discrete item i mean you're, you're you know it, maybe it's a little bit uh you know there's a little bit of uh arbitrary arbitrary nature as far as assigning a value to things like you know how much is a, a given ship worth versus like a smaller ship but like it is all people like you know is a turian worth like two humans or something or you, you know um you know, maybe a Krogan might be worth two humans. I don't know. But I, don't, I feel like a Turian's worth about it. Like, like you, you, you could sit down as kind of cold as it sounds and very like uh, actuarial, mm-hmm. but you could sit down and be like, okay, well, like, you know, I gave this morale thing here. So you figure I got like five Turians at Purgatory. Like Shepard could have like a little like notepad with like a pen that he's just writing on the whole time. Like, yeah, okay. My war resources check out to be like, you know, 85 right. or whatever. Right. All right. Checking on numbers, checking my notepad. Yeah. Okay. It's enough. Ready to go guys. <laughs> I I should also point out that I don't like like the reputation feature in WoW is one of the features in that game I like <laughs> the least. So and it's not it's been in other games too. Like I, well, it it came from Eleven I think and it might have even been in EverQuest. Well yeah, I was, I was gonna say I mean WoW was what from two thousand four. Yeah. So this is an ancient system and right. the fact that this I mean this game came out in twenty twelve so it's only eight years removed. Um, but they're still using the reputation system in WoW. I would suspect that uh, I don't I don't know if, what, what, if they had any kind of war resources thing in Andromeda. Um, hope, I mean, this feels very unique to Mass Effect 3, though, like the concept of war resources. I guess it depends what kind of threat we get in uh, the next Mass Effect game. I, I feel like there is some sort of like meter or something in Andromeda, but I think it's just a little bit more disconnected. Uh, oh, there are there are definitely meters because there's like you're trying oh, yeah. to uh, make the Andromeda galaxy like habitable or whatever. And so you have your hub thing. Anyway, like there's it's definitely there in the background. Like it, it, you have a thing to fight against. It's just not like you have 7,322 points and you needed, you know, seven more points to unlock the next tier. Like it's, it's not that it's not as calculated, I guess. Transactional. I mean, like I said, transactional, I'm sticking with that. Cause that's, that's how it feels. <laughs> how many times does Chip say transactional? <laughs> so uh, speaking of transactions, uh, there's an ongoing transaction that you can resolve here. 
Um, there's a guy, and I don't remember if he's named or not, but he's asking for a refund from a store. And he's been asking for a refund oh for like God. three games. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And finally, you can encourage him to get the refund and get that resolved. Yeah, and it wasn't it's a lot of money either. This is so good. It's like five credits, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like not very much at all. It's so <laughs> but, funny. Yeah. Because like in Mass Effect 2, I think you're outside uh, one of the warehouses. I think when you're about to go in and, and fight, uh, I think like the Blue Suns or something. And he's mm-hmm. like, I'm at this warehouse because I want. I was told to come here to get my refund. And they're just giving me a runaround. And yeah, it's, it's, it's like finally after, you know, three it was like three years since the first game. Yeah. Finally, he gets his five, which I mean, hey. Now you can get a sub. And it, exactly. So um, speaking of people that come back from prior games, uh, Michael and Rebecca oh, yeah. are back. Um, and this was a nice touch. They're the couple. Well, they're not really a couple. That's uh, Rebecca was married to Jacob, who's Michael's brother, and then he died while she was pregnant. So they were arguing about what to do about the baby because the baby could have some kind of medical condition that uh, the father had. That was the first game, and then the second game, I think he, uh, you know, the, he was still. He finally they had the baby. They named him Jacob. Uh, or I guess they call him Jake. Um, you know, but they named him after the father. And then now here, uh, they're arguing about keeping Jake in daycare. And so Shepard can come over and try to encourage him, like, yeah, keep the kid in daycare and not take the kid out of daycare. So um, it's a nice little, it is a nice little follow up, you know, because it, it, it's they're like, they're one of the, like, the only reason I know that they're a thing is because, like, this show, like, I was, you know, it's taking funny. notes of everything. And then, yeah, I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I saw these people in the other game and I had to go back and look at my notes. So, yeah. So when they showed up again, I was like, yes. I remember. Yep. I was actually excited to see this weird couple. Not sure they're a couple. There's like this weird, like, they're, they're family. Yeah. I, yeah. I wonder if they're, they're a couple, couple in the sense that I don't. I mean, I, well, I think they're like a, it might be like a common law type thing. Like they're obviously spending a lot of time together. Yeah. They seem to be raising the kid together. I don't think they're romantically involved. They're just but working together. Come on, you get, get, you, you know, get, get, get a little wine in your system. I mean, you know, the brother might look a little bit like the, you know, oh the husband God. there. Wow. Oh, right. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Squad goes does not promote this anybody just to let you know. <laughs> wow. I mean, well, do not follow Agent's advice at this moment. In Vino Veritas, man, he's not saying like he's going to drug her. He's just saying, you know. Go out and have some drinks. Well, yeah, Maybe yeah. a situation no, that's I'm, different. Yeah. I'm not, oh, no. I'm not saying he's intentionally doing that. No, I'm just saying, like, yeah, like, you know, she just might, you know, on the right night, you know, who knows what kind of mood she might be that's in. So, that's what I'm saying. That's so tragic, though. Like, I mean, it's like, oh, you remind me so much of Jacob. I miss him. Let's, like, oh, wow. Okay. Well, well, the thing, too, is, like, they're never arguing about, like, her dating or seeing any other men. Like, you know, maybe, you know, maybe, you know, she could use some, you know. I mean, clearly, like, she needs this guy to help raise the kid. I, yeah. I don't, like, yeah, I don't. It's this is such a weird relationship. I always forget that they're, they're not in a relationship by the time I see them because I, I just sort of assume it's like, oh yeah, you're the ones with a kid that needed. Um, do you know? I'm curious, and I might need to look this up. Whether uh, these two, like, if you give them bad advice in the first game, uh, whether the kid can be dead, <laughs> that'd be terrible. <laughs> that would be because like that's the driving narrative behind like why they keep showing up again. Right, yeah, the kid's dead. Thanks, asshole. <laughs> Actually, that, that, that's their kid that uh, Shepard saw at the beginning of the game. <laughs> but no, that uh, no, it was nice to see them again, even if, if we're making things weird for them. <sighs> but uh, speaking of people, things are getting weird for too. Uh, Edie is out and about on the Citadel for the first time, and she's in line at a store gathering data on, uh, I guess, what the store has and whatnot. And Joker is with her, and then you can kind of have a moment where you're going back and forth between the two of them because he's sitting on a bench nearby and she's in line. And then Edie says, like, she thinks that Joker is attracted to her. Mm-hmm. And then you can you kind of encourage like, do I want these two to kind of hook up or should I be like, dude, like no hooking up with robots? I saw the Futurama episode. This doesn't end well. <laughs> uh, I mean, I obviously encouraged it. I I think yeah, that. I encourage it too. Yeah, how can you not? They make such a great couple, even if one of them isn't real. Well, I know I, mean, I, can't, curious, I can't help that the Joker's not real. 
<laughs> He's really Seth Green. So here's here's the ED question I have. She's got this mobile frame, and Joker's like, "Wow, that's a hot mobile frame." But like, um, is it is it like squishy? Is it like soft, like pliable, or is it you know like uh, I don't know, like very hard metal? Because it, I honestly sure, can't tell. How well the other thing too is like how much activity can Joker get into before like his yeah. Uh, you know, his, his condition gets comes into play. It's brittle bone disorder. That, that is also a good question. Oh, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Hard metal, brittle bones, probably not the best combination. Right. And I'm pretty sure at some point in the game, it definitely alludes to her, her like robot body being heavier than like a normal human body would be. So, I, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, whatever. Like, fry, fly your, let your fleet, wow, let your freak flag fly. Like, that's <laughs> fine, man. But how's this going to go down for you? Anyway, let's move on. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> that was yeah. actually a conversation I was not expected to go down, but uh, yes. No, I didn't. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I, I really like this. Can this. we stop saying that? Because. Uh... <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, no, I, I, but I like this this quest thread. Like, there's a bunch of, uh, or like this little plot line, however you want to look at yeah. it. Like, there's there's a few of these, like, as you go with them and, uh, like, watch them. And yeah, it, you can, I've seen, like, the conversations where you, like, can shoot down the relationship. And it's just such a bummer. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. Because you're heartless, they, Shepard. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, so speaking of people that are cold and heartless, let, let's go back to purgatory because, well, one, there's a, a, a girl there, Allison, who is looking for some backup schematics sure. uh, to fix the power at purgatory, um, which I think I had, these I had found somewhere. I don't know. I think I had them to give them to her. So she, you know, she's all excited about fixing the power. So hooray. She's outside purgatory. Um, but then you go into purgatory and Arya Talok is there who was sort of the reigning like underworld queen of Omega. And she has since uh, been displaced by Cerberus. And that's a whole separate thing that we'll get into. Pretty fun um, mission. Cause that's that there, there's a whole bunch of DLC as far as dealing with getting, uh, you know, get, getting Cerberus back for her. We'll talk about that later. Um, but at this point, well, one, as you're talking to her, she has a fun little moment where she's being harassed about her immigration status and she just calls up the Asari counselor and is like, take care of this for me. So it's clear, like, who has the power within, like, the Asari community because like, she has the Asari mm -hmm. counselor is basically like her secretary. So that was kind of cool. Um, but basically she says, like, to Shepard, like, she's like that if Shepard can unite the Blood Pack, the Blue Suns and the Eclipse under her, then she'll use them to fight the Reapers. And then she gives you a series of tasks like, OK, so the Blue Suns leader, he disappeared. Go talk to Darner Vosk to find. Or no, I think Darner Vosk is his name. She doesn't know where he is. He's mm -hmm. kind of missing. Um, and then also she says there's, uh, another, uh, who's it? Uh, Jonas Adaris, I think is the, the, the leader of the eclipse. I think it is. And she's Seems been right, taken yeah. into custody. She's been taken into custody by of all people, commander Bailey. So you have to go talk to Bailey about getting her out of C-Sec jail. And then third is the leader of the blood pack. And his name is Narl. And or no, actually, no, he, he's not the leader of the blood pack or no, he is the leader of the blood pack. Right now I'm getting confused here. Um, Oh, now I'm trying to remember. I, yeah. No, he's not the leader. I don't think so. I think you help him like yeah. depose the, yeah. the existing yes. leader. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, yeah, let's just get into that here. Um, so basically, yeah, you have three missions here to go. So let's do the blood pack one first. So you meet up with Gnarl. He tells Shepard to put his hands behind his back and he's going to pull the, the Wookiee prisoner trick with Shepard mm -hmm. where they go in. They, you see the blood pack leader. Gnarl reveals that his second in command, Grill, betrayed him. And then Shepard and Gnarl take out the leader and Grill is left standing to command the blood pack to help Arya. So you get the blood pack there. You take out the leader. Everything's great. Yeah, I actually um, stumbled in on that by accident. Oh, jeez. I forgot. I, I forget what I was looking for. I was trying to do a different trying to do a different mission completely, and I was like, "Man, where's this mission at?" And I just kind of walked into the room, and like, guy comes like, "Yeah, we're about to do this." I'm like, what are we doing? You're the good guy. Like, what? Oh, killed him. Like, cool. And then it's like you got your your stuff already. I'm like, I did. 
All right. I didn't even know I was doing that. <laughs> that is a nice touch that like, yeah, you can show up in some places and just kind of deal with what's mm-hmm. happening here. Um, so yeah, so that, that works out there. So you, you get the blood pack, uh, for them, uh, then going to deal with, uh, the eclipse, uh, with Jonas Adaris. Uh, so you, you, you go talk to Bailey and Bailey's like, okay, like you meet with her and you talk to her through a video chat in CSEC and she's just a complete, she's a psycho like, piece of yeah, work. She's like, oh yeah, heads are going to roll when she gets out. And then she even, she even says that, oh, like, you know, my second command doesn't have the balls to like take over. Cause like, I'm not, I'm sitting in jail and I'm still running the show and he's just letting it happen. Like he should step up and you kind of, you can either try to like, you can try to get her out or the, the, the what I did here was I was like, I'm just going to go talk to her second command. And like, she gave, she gave me the, the, the keys to the kingdom basically here as far as how to do this. So you go find Sane, her second command. I believe he's down in the docks mm-hmm. and you, you tell him like, dude, like she's in jail. She can't do anything to touch you. Just take over Eclipse, leave her in jail, and go work for Arya. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I'll do that. Sure. Yeah, it's a piece pretty quick on that, too. It's kind of like, yeah, that's a good idea. I should have thought of that. Sure, yeah. Ignore her. <laughs> do the work. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure this is Arya's preferred outcome. Like, you can let oh, Sidaris yeah. out, but like, why would you? Why would you do that? Like, she's terrible. She sucks. It's a yeah. lot more work. It's, yeah. a lot, it's, like, it's a lot of politics. Probably going to backstab you later. This one gets it done. Psychopath stays off the street. Bailey doesn't have to bend some rules. Counselors don't have to look bad right now. You know, everybody wins. Except for the, right. except for the, the girl in the jail. But that, we all win because she's in jail. So, you know, right. everybody wins. Well, plus, too, I think Arya would much rather deal with Sane than, than Sedaris only because, like, like we said, like, Sedaris is like a psycho. Yeah. So, you know, like, she's going to have her own agenda and she's going to try to put it in place. Sane is very laid back. And I think, like, Arya will have no problem pushing him around. So, like, you know, it makes her you know, ability to control the uh, eclipse. It makes that much easier. Um, and then let's, let's get into the blue suns. As I said, you're looking for Darner Voss who went incognito. Um, so you find, you do find Darner, Darner. I think he's down in the, the docks too. Uh, you find him down there and he tells you that he needs a Turian general Araka killed. And that name Araka should be familiar because he was the Turian general back from mass effect one who was hanging out in Korra's den um, being all maudlin because he thought the uh, sorry consort loved him, and then he was going to blackmail her because uh, it it wasn't actually true. Like she was just being a consort. Yeah, he seems to got his shit back together and like started to be like a general again. Kinda, yeah. Yes, no. You're right. You're right. He did. He did. Because he doesn't. He doesn't get wrapped. The problem is that he he doesn't get wrapped. He's only wrapped up in this because he's doing his job. That he's been a pain in the side of the blue suns, and that's why they're like, well, we need him killed because he's you know holding down our ability to you know to sell merchandise and stuff, and so. Darner Vosk is a complete scuzzball, by the way, too, because he's all talking about, like, oh, yeah, Arya better sleep with me and all this stuff. And, like, even then you can tell Arya about that later, and she's like, yeah, like, he's, he's full of it. Like, let him keep, you know, let him keep living in that delusion. So you go talk to Araka, and then he says, like, oh, uh, you know, like, well, I have to keep going after Eclipse here, or uh, the Blue Suns here, because, you know, we, we're, we're confiscating their weapons. If you can get me a supply of weapons, then I can ease up on them if that's what you need me to do. Because he's clearly, he's you know, as much as he's gotten his life back on track, he's clearly not above playing ball a little bit off, uh, mm-hmm. off court, so to say. Oh yeah. Well, he also he think he realizes like there are bigger shit to do right now than try to arrest these people or try to get rid of that. We just I just need the weapons. We have a giant war to fight against evil sentient robots, and just need the guns. Give me some guns from somewhere else. Sure, I'll leave alone. I got my guns. Right. So you go over and you talk to one of the vendors uh, in the uh, Presidium, and he says, "I can't sell you the weapons here." unless you bring me some relics that I can sell. Like I'll give all these weapons to, to C-Sec and, uh, and Araka, 
but you got to give me some relics that I can sell then if I'm not going to be selling these weapons. Mm -hmm. And so then now, again, you have a scanning mission. You got to go out and scan. You get the weapons. You come back to the Citadel. Or you get the relics. You come back to the Citadel. You give the guy the relics. He's like, okay. And then you go tell Araka, yeah, your weapons will start showing up in, your, in the, in the C-Sec Bay or whatever. You're, you're good. And so now you've got the weapons being funneled to C-Sec. You're funneling relics to this guy. And then the Blue Suns fall in line with, with Arya. Everybody's happy. Except for Darner Voss because he's not getting in bed with Arya anytime soon. Not at all. Literally. Figuratively, they're in bed, but like in the, they're working together since. And let's see here. I think there's one other. Oh, there is one other little moment that's, that I thought was interesting is that uh, as you walk by a sign, you see a, a Volus and a lady talking. And I think they're talking about sanctuary. I think they're talking, but, uh, but she's asking like how, how like, she asked him something like, how much money do you have or something? Like, You're asking how much money I have. I'm Roop, Roop Elkos of the Elkos Combine. Yeah. I have like all the money in the world. <laughs> <laughs> like. A little little Vola's magnet there that uh, mm -hmm. is just just name dropping himself. So I, th I thought that was a little funny moment. Um, oh, there is one other um, one other thing too is that uh, you can find out about Specter Jorben Bow. Oh yeah, who he he's on a mission uh, that a Hanar diplomat may have been indoctrinated, and it also turns out that he's tracking Kasumi because she leaked to him that the Batarians were doing research on Reaper Tech which is what was in the gray box that she got from uh, the uh, the mission that we did with, uh, what was the guy's name? Was it Voss? Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. The uh, Hawk, Hawk Gun. Hawk. Hawk, yes, thank you. Because, uh, yeah, Shepard's name was Gun on that mission. But, yeah, it was Don Donovan Hawk. That's right. Um, who had the gray box. So you got, the, you got KG's gray box there. She uh, talks about Batarians doing research on Reaper Tech, which we know about because we were involved in that firsthand. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> But she passed the tech, uh, but apparently the tech was passed on to some Hanar. Um, and then the Batarians were attacked by an Alliance Black Ops team. That would be Shepard doing his, his business. Um, and then the Hanar has been handling Reaper tech. And we all know that if you handle too much Reaper tech, you become indoctrinated. So the concern right. is that this Hanar diplomat is indoctrinated. So Bao has been tracking messages and he needs Shepard's help. Uh, so as soon as like Bao walks away, Kasumi just like steps out of like, turns off her cloaking and like shows up and she's like, hey, I'll help you, uh, you know, I'll help you solve this uh this, this situation with uh, the Hanar. Uh, so you go, and I don't think you can actually finish this now. Or I think the second part of this comes later, if I'm not mistaken, right? No, you can finish it right now. You can. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Because you go to, you go to a terminal. That's right. You go to a terminal. You find evidence of the Hanar having a miss mistress. Uh, uh, Haloon is still suspicious. Uh, you find another Hanar evidence in the docking bay. And Shepard talks to Kasumi that she's spending too much time in the gray box with Keiji, which we talked about that. It seemed like she might do that. Yeah. Yeah, then she says, like, hey, if KJ didn't want me to get the Bray Box, he should have died. <laughs> yeah. Well. But then, then she does ask Shepard if Jacob's on the Normandy, and Shepard's like, no, like, I haven't run into him yet. And then she's like, oh, Jacob could have gotten me back on the Normandy. I'm nostalgic, not <laughs> dead. <laughs> so, so you find out that the name of the Hanar working with the Reapers, his name is Zamandis, and he was with the, he was with the humans uh, in the uh, Arrival DLC and got indoctrinated there. Uh, and you f so you go and you find him. In, he's in like a little room just off the embassy. The embassies, there's like a room, there's like a door there you can go into. Um, so you get in there, you find him, he's uploaded a virus into the Citadel Defense Network. Uh, Kasumi goes to block the virus uh, while you and Bao fight the Hanar. And uh, he has a human handler who's also been indoctrinated, so you have to fight all them. Uh, Kasumi is able to stop the virus, but the PC blows up and kills her. And then Bao's like, oh, well, I was tracking Kasumi, but she's dead. So Bao leaves. Right. And then and then Shepard is like, okay, good, good show. You get the Emmy. And then Kasumi steps out and she faked her death. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, Shepard's like, you know, you'd be really useful on the on the Crucible. Why don't you go hang out there and nobody's going to bother you? And so Kasumi heads off to the Crucible as a war asset. Yay, more war assets. 
which it was nice to see her come back and it was a nice little i do have to admit the the, the death fake out i think that got me the first time because so i was like what like i was like that's how you're gonna kill kasumi and i was like no, no just kidding it's like <laughs> you try to get her to join you actually like join you as a crew and brigade and it's like it's like nah no nah, i can't do that but what I can do is help you with the research i guess yeah she i, I kind of don't blame her i mean there's a certain amount of uh shooting that people do at shepherd <laughs> it seems that she's much better when she's not actively being shot at like she's not really mm-hmm. a frontline commando and even then if you think about how you use her in like the suicide mission like she's one of the people you can send through the vents yeah like it's you know i mean yeah you could you could play the game and have her as like a you know like actually bring her like through all the combat stuff but um yeah i'm not surprised that like unless it's like ultra dire I mean, it, well it is ultra dire stakes but like something special like the suicide mission where you're intentionally recruiting her services. And even then you didn't recruit her, Cerberus did. She just um, paid you just paid her a lot. It's kind of yeah. wild that she goes on the suicide mission with you, honestly. Yeah, I guess her and Zaid really, because the two of them are there for the money, and it's like it's a suicide mission. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. The like, money and the thrill, I guess. Yeah. I guess, yeah, fair enough. I do like when she's like, Yeah, I'll come if you had Jacob on a Normandy. Well. <laughs> well. Yeah. Uh bad news. I'm surprised that she doesn't know about Jacob, frankly, given that she is uh master hacker extraordinaire well she's she's no shadow broker <laughs> no oh, well Although, actually would she she would make a better shadow broker than liara she'd probably keep probably. it on dl a lot better yeah yes that's gonna be my new headcanon is that kasumi is actually the shadow broker and she has liara pretending to be the shadow broker that's and funny. being a bad shadow broker to draw the heat uh-huh. kasumi is actually running the show and doing everything uh, she's it's the, all along the shadow broker behind the shadow broker yes wow because nobody's gonna what is it they, you know nobody asks any questions if they think they know the answer you think liara is the shadow broker you're not gonna go digging any further the, shadow, the, shadow the actual shadow broker exactly and that makes so much more sense it does actually make a lot more sense that that does work yeah so uh trying to see if there's anything else here because there's one last mission that i want to talk about one thing, dude. Um, I don't know if we glossed over this. But like, we may have talked about it for a second. I probably didn't heard it. How does the Hanar have a mistress? How does that work? I don't even want to answer that, but I, I, I could. Tentacles. That's all I'm going to okay. say. Is this, is this answered by Japanese anime? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to go there. <laughs> I mean, presumably the Hanar mistress is another Hanar, and they do Hanar things I think it was together. A it's a human mistress. I'm pretty sure it's a human oh. mistress. Oh. <laughs> huh. Okay. Yeah, so let's move on on. then. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So one actually one other detail I want to mention is that you you do keep hearing advertisements for a place called Sanctuary Mm -hmm. where supposedly you can be kept safe. That may come into play later. I actually don't know. But I'm just mentioning that now because you you do hear that in the background. Sounds like a trap. There's like signs for it too. It does sound like a trap, actually. You're absolutely right. Um but uh we'll get to that. Wait, maybe we'll get to that. I don't know. (laughs) But we'll uh we'll see if that comes back later or not. Um but no, the one thing that I do want to talk about finally here is Dominic Asoba. And I think we mentioned this briefly last time, um, but uh, he, he's the human ambassador to the Citadel. He's standing out in the, uh, in the embassies. He's kind of out in the common area. And he talks about his son, Bilal, being missing in action. Uh, that his squad came back. They won't talk to him, but they're down in purgatory drinking. And he wants to know his sta- this, what happened to his son. Yep. Uh, so if, if you go down to purgatory, there's a bunch of soldiers out there talking about like, oh man, I can't believe that happened. That was terrible. Like they're clearly shaken up. And I was like, oh, I just have to go talk to them and get information from them. And then I can finish this quest. And you go talk to them and you don't get, you don't actually talk to them. You just overhear them saying, and it sounds like something bad happened, but you don't get the whole story. So it turns out that he went missing on Benning. And after you do the, uh, the first Tuchanka mission for where you, uh, for the crash ship where you meet, uh, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Victus, little Vicky, uh, when you meet him, um, or after you do that mission, when you come back to the, the Normandy, 
uh, trainer says like, oh, you've got a or you've got a message. There's uh, a co- the the alliance wants you to go to a colony on uh, Benning. Yep. Uh, Cerberus is abducting people from there. Go help people evacuate because Cerberus is taking over the colony. So you go to Benning, and it's another straightforward mission. You're fighting Cerberus. I think you said it's a multiplayer map. Chip. Yeah, it is. Um, it's actually my favorite know, one. It is a nice layout um, because it's a lot of. I mean, for for one thing. It's like in a city, like you actually feel like you're in a city a yeah. little bit, although it's a, a lot of stacked, those little, they almost look like cargo containers mm-hmm. that uh, everything's very modular. So it's all these modulars kind of stacked up and yeah. you're going through there and they've got some courtyards and stuff. And yeah. in one of the courtyards, uh, you do find a dog tag for Bilal. And, you know, so you take out everybody on Benning. I mean, there's nothing really to the mission. You get on there, shoot, shoot Cerberus, you clear him yeah, out shoot, shoot. afterwards. Hack, hack it is, you know, tells you thanks for doing that. And yeah. then you go back to. It took me, not going to lie, last time I played this, it took me like, had to be 10 or 15 minutes to find that stupid ass dog tag. Mm. <laughs> yes, because it's not, it's not obvious. No. It's just on the floor. It's not even like in a, like it's, I said, in a courtyard. But it's like, like tucked it's away. A pillar. Yeah, so, yeah. It's, it's not. Yeah. And everything kind of like, looks samey in that map a little bit. Um, yeah. It's easy. There's a few little tucked away areas and it's easy to be like, oh, I've looked at all of them. And yeah, it's just, ugh. No, there's, I mean, there's plenty of places in this game where like, you know, you find something and you're like, oh, hey, like. I, even if you don't have the mission for it, I can you know hold on to this and return it later. That you would have like even if you do Benning before you talk to Asoba, I don't like I don't think you're going to see that dog tag. You are not going to find that dog tag unless you know where it is and you're right. looking for it. Which is why you can buy it at the Spectre Requisitions office. Also, yeah. but yeah, I mean, yeah, well, this, this is the kind of mission that makes that necessary. Yes, and yeah, so you you get the dog tag either from Benning or from the Spectre Requisition office, and then you go back and you give it to Be- to to uh, Asoba, and then it's like, oh well, I understand why they didn't want to talk to me because. You know, they were they were, you know, upset about what happened and then he's sad too, obviously, but at least you gave him the dog tag. So at least he has closure, so Yeah. Everything works out there about as best as it can. It's not a great situation. Yeah. yeah it's once again one of those things where you don't get the chance to save the people. It's like, I will save oh, there's nothing I can do, they're already dead. Oh, okay. There. But yeah, so I think that wraps up everything that we need to do on the Citadel on this instance of our visit. This time. This time. Yeah, because we'll be back again. That's the thing, is like it, it's I mean, I re- like, I really feel like it's like you do a mission, you go back to the Citadel. You do a mission, you go back to the Citadel. Like you are here a lot. Yeah. yeah. And even if you try to like streamline and only go back when you really like need to, um, you're still here a lot. But at least they do a good job of changing things up. And like, I mean, that's the thing. Like after the events of what we're going to do on Tuchanka, things get changed on the Citadel just because like, it, not that anything necessarily happens on the Citadel. Maybe something does. I don't know. But, um, but uh, you know, it, it, th- like that's the problem is like I did the Tuchanka Shroud mission before I went to Benning. And so when mm. I went to Benning, I got the dog tag, and then I went to go back to the Citadel, and Asaba's not there anymore. He, he's just not anywhere. You can't finish the mission at that point. Right, yeah. And so, I had, again, I had to go, like, save scum, just like I did for Bar Levon, to, you know, like, complete that mission, um, which was, you know, kind of annoying. So it'd be nice if there was, like, a way to tell, like, which missions you need to do by certain steps and which ones you don't. Um, but I think that's kind of the sort of the game of Mass Effect is, like, you know, Shepard's making decisions about what order to do things in, what should be a priority at this given moment. Um, getting a dog tag from some you know colony that's being attacked by Cerberus really not a high priority when not you can really. cure the Krogan genophage. Just a little bit. So, genophage, random dog tag. Hmm. Yeah. Right. So and I don't think Rex is gonna be like, oh no, go get that dog tag. I'm fine over here looking at uh, looking at Victus all funny because he put a bomb on my planet. So yeah. So let's go ahead and I think we'll we'll wrap it up there. I think that's everything on the Citadel for this time on our visit. Let's go back to Tchanka. And let's see if we can uh, cure the Krogan people. Sounds good.
we're well we'll see we'll see when we get there we'll see what happens there's there's a lot that can happen between now and then maybe we can actually take down that uh, maybe we can fight some reapers and stuff and get some damage done Maybe. Well, we do. We, we do have that cannon on Tuchanka. Maybe, maybe the oh, cannon yeah. will come into play. It's you know you don't you don't show a, a, a gun and then not use it. That's Chekhov's rule, right? You got to use the gun if you're going to oh, show. Oh yeah, of course. Uh-huh. I forgot that real check gun. They have to use the gun. Yeah, that, that's not a completely wasted mission, right? So, so if I ever use a gun in real life, like, well, I'm sorry, Chekhov's gun. You know, I got to use the gun when I see it. <laughs> well, no, you, you got to show the gun and then use it. Okay. So, so they, that cannon's got to come into play. I'm expecting that to come into play. I'm not going to be disappointed, right? Mm, we'll find out. No, I'm, I'm going to be disappointed. We, we kind of alluded to that last time. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just not saying anything. <laughs> that mission, that mission has no no greater effect. But uh, yeah, but thank you to Jarrett for producing and editing. Thank you for downloading and listening. We are at Squad Goals N7 on Twitter, also at the Mash Network. Find us on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash/MashThoseButtons. Also, YouTube at YouTube.com/slash/MashThoseButtons. Chip, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at WD. It's where double Y E W D E E. Uh, and here on the Mash Network on Squad Goals, where wow, no, wow. I mean, I'm also on Squad Goals, but uh, Wonders Tales. Is the other one that I'm also on. When we talk about Final Fantasy 14. It's good. Uh, Kuro, where can folks find you? They can also find me on Squad Goals, but also they can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Kurobaras, K-U-R-A-B-A-R-S, or on twitch.tv slash Kurobara. And you can also find me over talking about Apex Legends on Jumping Spicy, and you can follow us on Twitter at Jumping Spicy. Nick, can they also find you on Squad Goals in some other places? No, I wouldn't be on that show. Okay. <laughs> wow. Jeez. <Whoa. laughs> No, I am at WikiBH on Twitter. You can also find me here on the Mesh Those Buttons Network on Squad Goals. Just to be clear, yes. <laughs> Can't leave that hanging like that. Um, you, you can also find me on WoW Talk, talking about Warcraft uh, news and guild management, and also on the Torn and the Goblin, talking about Warcraft story and lore. Join the Mesh Those Buttons community on Discord at mash.gg slash Discord and let us uh, know what you think about us all being on Squad Goals. Who knew we were all on the show together? That's pretty crazy. Weird. And uh, email us your thoughts and questions. Uh, let us know what you think about the Citadel and everybody moving around and stuff and what you think about that giant gun and Tuchanka and all that stuff. Um, email us at squadgoals at mash.gg. And if you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it if you can. And visit mtb.gg slash support to see all the ways you can support Mash Those Buttons and all our great podcasts, including on Patreon, where you can support this show by joining Squad Goals membership at $1.25 per episode or $5 a month. And you can provide general support for $2 a month. And you can also check out our Humble Bundle affiliate link where you can get codes for Steam, Epic Games Store, You Play, and more. Or check out our PayPal one-time donation link over at mtb.gg slash support. And stay tuned to hear about other shows on the Mash Those Buttons Network. For Chip and Kara, I'm Nick, and I should go. See you, Commander. This is my favorite podcast on the network. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 